Welcome back, folks. Man, it has been quite a year already. Rain or shine, we're bringing the podcast to you. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the Modern Producer Secrets Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to help enlighten music professionals and aspiring producers to learn the business side of the industry. But also, for those who want to turn their passion into a career, we share insights into our entrepreneurial mindsets that are driving the success of the industry today. Today's topic is no exception. But before I get into today's topic, I have my co-host, Adam, with me. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Oh, doing great. Why did we choose today's topic? I know we've been seeing some of this come up with our producer community, but are there any places where you're seeing something that made you go, man, this just really needs to be addressed? Today's episode is all about three reasons why people aren't buying your stuff. I see a lot of posts on Facebook groups. I'm getting a few clients here and there. Why aren't people buying my stuff? They're not buying my sample packs. They're not hiring me for my production services or the beats that I'm offering. I'm posting them on BeatStars and Airbits and different places, and I'm not getting any bites. Maybe you just need to market better. But in all honesty, like marketing isn't enough. So we're going to talk about that. Talk about more of the unconventional reasons, like the unique reasons that I've noticed why people don't buy and then how to fix it. Yeah, marketing isn't too important to leave to the marketing department. So (laughs) we're going to get to the core of all that today. So if that's for you, stick around. We'll bring it to you. Welcome to the Modern Producer Secrets Podcast, the first music industry podcast for creatives who want to reach beyond the side hustle, where we show you how to apply the principles of business, mindset, and personal development to create real sustainable success in your music production career. All right, Adam, let's dive into this. There's three reasons, obviously, that you wanted to touch on today, but reason number one, what is that for you? Yeah. So reason number one is your offers are not clearly defined. I think a lot of producers, and this was the way I approached it early on in my career, is like, I produce music, right? So I offer production services. I offer mixing and mastering. I can help you write your song. I can do all these different things. So I put myself out there as this service provider, but it's not really clearly defined on what I actually do for an artist. What problem am I actually solving for an artist? And the way I like to think of this is it's your core premise. And that's essentially like this one idea that your audience must understand to say yes to your offer. I like to think of it like, let's say you had a stomach ache that's been going on for two weeks and you went to like several different doctors and they couldn't figure it out. Let's say you went to five doctors and they couldn't tell you what was wrong with you. But you go to the sixth doctor and he says, I bet you're having this stomach pain and it's happening like between the hours of 9 and 5 p.m. He actually knows what your problem is. He didn't provide you what the solution is right away, but he's relating to you in terms of what your problem is. If you went to five doctors and they don't know what your problem is, and then you go to the sixth doctor and he immediately tells you, I understand what you're going through, you're immediately going to have more of an inherent trust with that doctor. This guy knows what I'm going through, so maybe Mm. he can have a solution or, or prescribe what the fix is for my stomach condition. It's the same in terms of how you're approaching your offers as a music producer. I think 
one important distinction is your offer isn't what you do as a music producer. It's not your mixing, it's not your mastering, it's not your songwriting or putting the beats together. That is really the vehicle in which your clients achieve a certain result. The offer, on the other hand, is how you communicate what you do is the solution to your client's problem. That's rooted in your core premise. I think this is the primary reason why a lot of producers join our mastermind community at the Music Producers Alliance. How do you communicate in terms of the content that you're putting out on social media that clearly articulates what you do as a producer and what kind of problems that you can solve for artists? Now, especially in the volatile climate that we have, like with the stuff going on in the world, and then also the political landscape, we're coming up in an election year, I think People want to feel heard. Don't remind me. (laughs) Yeah. People want to feel heard and feel validated that they can go to somebody that is going to understand them and understand what problems they're having. As an artist, my song just doesn't sound right. I've watched a few YouTube tutorials and how to get the right vocal sound for my recording, but it's just not clicking. It just doesn't sound like the stuff I hear on the radio. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But then you come in and and you maybe put out how-to video on vocal compression. Like, Mm. I'm not going to understand that. You're putting out this generic advice on how to get better vocals, but you're not really solving the problem that I particularly have or presenting yourself in terms of the content that you're putting out. You're saying you're experiencing this problem when you're trying to record these vocals this is how I address that issue. And this is why you're experiencing that issue. So that's the difference. <laughs> you just painted a really interesting picture in my head. I, I totally get this. And let's go back to the analogy of the car sales. Somebody's looking for a new car. And mm-hmm. let's say you're the car salesman. Somebody comes into your lot and is looking at buying new cars. And he says, let's take a look at what's going on with your existing car. Let me see if I can solve the problems with your existing car. Because it sounds like you've got problems with it. That's the reason you came mm-hmm. here, right? No, I came here to buy a new car. That's where you're talking about this confusion with the message that you're putting out there, whether that's your YouTube content, your social posts, wherever you're posting. This is why I want to kind of caveat this whole reason. Number one, there's a lot of ways to look at this, but the first reason is pretty overarching. In order to really dive into this, you want to stick around to the second and third reasons because then we can get a little bit more focused on the nuanced stuff and the specific things that are happening. But Again, your social posts might have little to no comments. Now, look at what the symptoms of this look like in your business. It's just like comparing that analogy of the, the car salesman. And I go back to the previous episodes where you, you talked about the, the process of buying a car. People don't go and ask all the specifics. Nobody really cares about how much horsepower it has, what kind of drivetrain it is. They know enough about cars in general that really all they care about is the look and feel. How does this thing handle when I get behind the wheel and I sit in the driver's seat? Is this going to feel good for me to use day to day? Or is this my luxury vehicle that I want to like, it's my midlife crisis vehicle, right? What is the mo- the real motivation that they're there to buy the new car? They want the end outcome. They don't yeah. care about all the specifics. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to sell the destination, right? You're not mm-hmm. selling the vehicle, right? You're selling what that vehicle gets you. I see a lot of producers putting out tutorials like how to get better vocal recording at home, or this is how to compress, or this is how to get the guitar tone you're after. You're showing all these like how-to videos, 
in terms of the production techniques, but that's not really the outcome that they want, right? Right. You're solving a very particular problem that maybe can be Googled in a few minutes. But again, this goes back to that core problem. Whatever you're doing, the message is not clear enough. Mm -hmm. And by the message, we mean everything that you're putting out, the ethos that you are bringing to the public that says, this is what I am. This is who I am. This is what I do. And this is how I'm here to serve the world. If that message isn't clear in any way, this is why you're going to start seeing lackluster results with all the efforts that you're putting out there. So just as Adam mentioned, okay, you're putting out YouTube tutorials on how to mix and master, but you're a producer. You primarily compose music. Is that really your golden skill? Where in the stack are you leading the people that are watching to your end goal? Your end goal is to find the right audience that needs your production services. I want to collaborate and compose, write lyrics for these people. Maybe you're a full stack producer and you produce the entire track. How are you finding that audience? Is this message that you're sending out through all the content that you're producing or making and sharing actually getting across to your audience? This is where we see the disconnect with so many people. Yeah, and I think another part of that, and that kind of leads to the second reason, is I think a lot of producers default to, oh, I need to put out content that demonstrates my experience, Mm -hmm. right? Or show that I'm good at what I do. I can do these certain things, like I'll show up an AB of a track. Here's the demo that the artist submitted to me, and this is what I turned it into. Or you go through the whole process and maybe a tutorial in terms of like how you achieve that certain sound for an artist. I, I think part of it, too, is the experience. I think that's important. But the way you communicate your level of experience, for example, if you had cancer, and you go to someone that has studied cancer, that knows everything there is about cancer and has like certificates and the education and studied and did the research. Would you go to that person to help you with your treatment? Or would you go to, let's say the second doctor has been treating cancer patients for the past 20 years, somebody that's actually done the work with cancer patients and actually has the track record of helping his patients overcome cancer. Are you going to go to somebody that has all the knowledge and how to do this certain thing? Or are you going to go to somebody that has the actual experience levels? Mm -hmm. I see a lot of producers show production techniques and stuff like that, but that's not really what an artist is looking for. They don't really care that you're know the technical aspect. Can you get the result Mm -hmm. that I'm after? Right. Yeah. Just help me with my problem. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting that you brought that up because I see this with a lot of even top level producers out there that I won't name names, but even the major labels, you've got Mm -hmm. all these artists that are starting their own channels and they're sharing all their production tips and techniques, but really who are they serving? For me, what it comes across as is just ego stroking because at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, that makes them feel more confident in what they are capable of doing, but it doesn't actually convey any particular offer. The clarity right. is not there on what value they're actually bringing to the world other than just, hey, this is how I did this track. For the curious other people, like maybe it's an aspiring artist that wants to learn that particular production technique. Congratulations. You took 20 minutes of their time and you leveled up their game a little bit. Yeah, but then they're not going to hire you to actually produce the song. Yeah, where's the end result? What are they actually, what's the end goal? 
So are you bringing them on the journey with you versus are you just trying to like, oh, this is a cool idea. Let me try this. Throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks. That's what I think is where people get this wrong. That's the core problem behind this first reason. Like your offers are not being clearly defined. And we've talked about this at great length in past episodes, but maybe just as a refresher, what are the the fundamentals, Adam? Yeah, so uh, you have to present the problem and then dig into the emotional level as like why they're doing this and then tell a story of how you overcame that problem and then describe the outcome or the solution that you have. I think a, a good way to think about this is that you can say, are you experiencing this whenever you record the vocals? It, it sounds a little harsh. It sounds a little brittle. I totally get where you're coming from. I used to have the same problem and here's how i fixed it by using this maybe it's like the eq setting or whatever like that or like the type of microphone that you can go in a bunch of different directions with this it depends on what angle you want to take the point is that you're pointing out the issue that the artist is experiencing you're relating to them on a personal level empathize with them. I know you're going through this issue and maybe you've gone to YouTube and tried to find the solution, but all of it is conflicting information. And here's why you're experiencing this issue. And you explain why the solution that you have works and better if it's controversial in a way, like maybe there's a lot of producers are doing production this one certain way, but you believe this one particular technique gets the better result for mm-hmm. artists, then you articulate that. This is oh, your yeah. unique solution, your unique process to solving this particular issue with the vocal recording, if that makes sense. Yeah. Taking I- them through that and then describing the end result. Once you have this pristine vocal, then your whole mix is going to start gelling, right? Especially if you're doing music with vocals, the vocal is the most important part of the mix, right? Mm-hmm. So once you have that, then the rest of your song is going to gel together. So that's like how you're identifying what the core problem is and then relating to them on an emotional level. And then here's how I solve that problem. And then here's the outcome that you're going to get with that. If you want to apply this to your specific song, we all know that mixing is subjective. All songs right. are different. Nothing is going to sound the same. Every song is unique. If you want to work with me in terms of applying this particular solution to your specific problem, then you book a call with me and then let's discuss your projects. That's, I think, the right structure way, of the content. yeah, clearly defining what your offer is and what you can do for an artist as mm-hmm. opposed to this is what I can do as a producer. Look how amazing I am. I don't think that's really this and day and age. I love that example yeah. too, because when you look elsewhere in the industry, the guys that are doing it well on YouTube right now that are producing content, teaching people a lot of these production techniques, mixing techniques, whatever. If you started to look at their actual business, it starts to make a lot more sense of why they produce in the style that they do, why they put out the content, the how-to, what it's focused on. And I love that you brought that example up because this is such an easy way to like visualize, okay, 
Maybe I'm a producer that focuses on vocal production. It's everything that you go from beginning, how you write the lyrics, how you're going to coach them to performing all that stuff. That's your forte. You're just fixing one little subset. You notice that these artists are having an issue with vocals. I need a vocal producer. That's your top offer. But as a way of marketing yourself, you're going to put your YouTube channel out. And to me, it makes a lot more sense when you start to line up what you just said, like the way that we're sharing the content itself needs to be entertaining. But Mm -hmm. when you follow that journey that we just talked about, presenting the problem at an emotional level so that you really get the audience to identify, oh my God, you're right. That is so frustrating. That's exactly where I am. This is me. They start to put themselves in the shoes of the avatar that you're building that content for. As you tell the story of how you overcame that problem, it could be a how-to video. This is how I create vocals that cut through a very crowded EDM mix, as one example. As a vocal producer, you show this quick how-to thing, and then throughout that, you're dispersing or interspersing stories of how you've helped other artists overcome this issue. Then your top offer at the very end is describing the outcome that your solution provides. Your solution might be book a one-on-one with me because you need to do a project with me where I can help you for the whole album or EP or whatever Mm -hmm. you're doing. That's my top of the line offer. I can go through beginning to end with you from the writing all the way through to the end production. And that's what I help solve. I make that journey so much easier. And everybody who's joined my program, the outcome is that much better. They just rant and rave about how great it is that they were able to achieve this level of work. Now they're getting plays, they're getting streams on Spotify, whereas they weren't seeing anything before. People just seem to connect with their music much better. They're getting compliments about the music. Those are the dream as an artist. I would love for that to happen, right? My music gets traction, it gets heard. I feel like my voice is heard. That's the outcome that you want to provide for your audience. And so that was the potential solution that we're looking at for answering number one. If we're looking Mm -hmm. at reason number one, your offers are not clearly defined. You need to revisit your core why. Use the Ikigai episode and make sure you're in alignment with your brand. The modern producer blueprint was designed specifically to help producers beat this stage of business development and unlock their business potential. So what else can we do right now to address this problem? What do you think? I think this kind of leads into our second point in terms of why your offers are not selling is that you're maybe overwhelming your audience with too much info. Mm. I I think a lot of producers, and I see this a lot on their websites, they'll show all the gear that they have, or maybe we're going to do the recording, we're going to mixing, we're going to do the song production, we're going to beat writing, all this different stuff. And you're overwhelming your audience in terms of what it's going to take to actually produce That's funny. I visited a few producer websites that are advertising commercial production services, like end-to-end services. Mm -hmm. There's so much overwhelm on their site. Ooh, shiny syndrome. Look at all my gear. Look at all this stuff that I produce. Here's my credits list that's eight pages long. And then like when you start looking at their uh, bio and their about, it's just like paragraph after paragraph. I was like, nobody's going to read half of this crap. I guarantee you, most of the people that are going to your site just want to know are you capable of helping me do my thing? Like, where's your contact info so I can call you or talk to you? It's like one of those all-you-can-eat buffets. You feel disgusting, right? After all that all-you-can-eat buffet, there's just so much stuff to digest here. Whereas like with a decadent meal, if you go to a fancy restaurant, they'll give you a little 
asparagus and like yeah. a small <laughs> tiny piece of meat or something like that and then you go to the whole you can eat buffet right because you're not contrast oh my god <laughs> you're not filled enough after that decadent meal but even so, like after that decadent meal you're like yeah i feel satisfied but i don't mm-hmm. feel like gross i feel satisfied whereas and if i go to a website of a producer that clearly shows what they can offer me as an artist versus lists and lists of credits or all their gear or they have all these tutorials on production and stuff on their website it's just overwhelming you want to simplify what you're doing and get to the core thing are you an artist that's having trouble with X, Y, and Z, our music production services solve that specific problem. That's more effective than just giving them so much information that they need to sift through to even decide if they want to work with you. Yeah. So, so what are the symptoms of this look like? You and I have enough experience to look at other producer businesses and see where the gears are sticking. Where do you see this most? Is it something like a social post? Is it somewhere it, in the funnel? I think you might be getting a lot of nice comments. You mm-hmm. might say people commenting on your posts on social media and saying, oh, that's a cool thing that you do with that. And it's such a great presentation. Like if you have a, a YouTube tutorial or you're getting tons of likes and tons of views and stuff, but nobody's saying, hey, how can I work with you? For me, that's the magic phrase that comes mm-hmm. up. If you do something... Well, at the end of it, oh, I totally get what you're doing. How do I work with you? If you're not getting that comment, then you're not doing it right. That's a clear sign. If people are saying, hey, this is so cool. How do I work with you? That's when your content is hitting home, right? Maybe you are getting traffic to your site, but Mm -hmm. now your offer page, for example, you're getting them to the sales page or the call or whatever, but you're not getting people to actually book the call with you or you're not actually getting to the conversion. So This is the core problem. I think a lack of understanding your audience or a lack of understanding how to communicate to them. This can go two directions. We already mentioned Mm -hmm. social posts. You get high engagement. It could either be that you might be in the right community. Your posts are just missing the message. You're not really clearly saying what it is that you're trying to do, who you're trying to connect with. Two, it could also just mean that you don't understand where your audience actually is. And now you're just in the wrong community. I say it all the time, like we're people in producer groups that are literally posting their services to other producers. Come on, who are you kidding? Everybody, the very first comment that usually is pinned to the top of the post is, dude, you're basically hawking your services at people who are your direct competitors. (laughs) Right. So yeah, have you really identified who your core target audience is? This goes back to identifying your why and figuring Mm -hmm. out your brand messaging. But once you understand your core target audience, maybe you don't really know how to craft your content. And you're just spitballing ideas and posting with no real focus. Why your content needs to have the core offer in mind from beginning to middle to end is because if you look at every piece of content that you put out there, this is basically just nurturing, sales Mm -hmm. nurturing. So before you even get to the lead stage or somebody has inquired about your service, just creating the awareness of your brand, your business or whatever you do, you need to nurture the community at large. And that's how you start getting people into your funnel. If you're just spitballing ideas out there, then the message that you're putting out there is very all over the place. And it's going to be very hit or miss, which brings getting to the next stage even lower, like less than 1%. Giving away the wrong information is another one I see very common too. Uh, Maybe there's some examples that you can think of, Adam. You mentioned one earlier, but 
uh, maybe outside of vocal coaching or producing? Uh, can you think of another instance where maybe somebody's giving away the wrong information? The way you can approach it is like your existing clients. What mm-hmm. problems that they were having when they brought a song to you? What were the common things that you noticed? What are the common things that you had to fix? That is really where your content should come from. Uh, what are the problems that you're solving specifically for an artist as opposed to here's how I EQ'd the guitars on this track. Several years ago, when you go to somebody that could demonstrate they had the technical chops, but Mm -hmm. this day and age, I want to know the producer I'm working with can solve my specific issue that I'm having with the song, right? I hear a lot from other artists as a label owner, talking to other artists they're experiencing and working with other producers. They'll say, I worked with this Grammy award-winning producer. He had all these great credits and stuff, but when he worked on my song, it sounded like shit. So (laughs) I think it doesn't matter the credentials to be competitive this day and age. I think it's positioning yourself as more of that solution provider as opposed to the service provider. And that's where you end up being able to command the premium prices for your services. Otherwise, you're competing on sites like Sound Better and all these online marketplaces where it's just competing on price. And people are there just to find the cheapest option. You want to position yourself for the more serious artists. They're not concerned of the price. They're concerned with the payoff. It's short-sighted. It it almost sounds like you're more after the get-rich-quick scheme very extrinsically motivated. I just want to see the money from this. How quickly can I get to the million dollar business, right? (laughs) Does such a thing exist where you can just turn this idea into a little business on the side and then it grows into a million dollar business overnight? No, it's not how this works. You have to put in some actual effort. And another example I want to bring up because I've seen this in our community where our music producers were starting to dabble with like video and CG, like 3D animation stuff. Those are both noble pursuits. There's nothing wrong with that for the aspect of their artistry. But when you start to say, okay, my offers that I'm putting out there is I'm going to show people how to make music. And then my top offer is to build custom music video animations for them. Are you even advertising that you have knowledge or expertise in that? Like there, there's so many disconnects that you can start to confuse your audience. Oh, what do you do? Mm. You can't be wishy-washy about what you do. If you're going to be focusing your business around music production, then just build content around music production. Don't say, oh, I also do 3D animation, design, editing, publishing. I'll help you with your graphic design logos and stuff like so many things under the sun. You want to be a one-stop shop as a brand, as a solopreneur, especially if you're starting out and it's just you, that is very hard to convince people that you are the expert that I can trust for all of that. If you're talking about one-stop shops, guess what you're going to get paired with? You're going to get paired with all of the businesses out there that are legit companies. And not only that, but you're going to have to compete with services like 99designs. I went through that for Pollux and Caster. We were looking for artists to develop core concept art for our brand, but also do album artwork on several occasions. So we used 99designs to find the artists that we wanted to work with and do the logo and the graphics, the text, the logo design, that kind of stuff. We know the specialists are out there and it's commoditized. I can go to a platform like that and literally host a competition. We had 55 submissions for one project alone, which is incredible. Just out of the blue, 
to pay as, what little amount we paid. I think we paid 900 in total. We wanted to honor a second place and we had a guarantee minimum. So there's different ways that you can operate a 99 designs, but for a challenge like that, to get that many submissions that were like, dude, this is amazing stuff. This makes it really hard to pick. So we went to a final round where we narrowed it down to 15. And then we opened up to our audience and got permission with the artist to post those submissions. And then the top one took home the prize of being the actual album artwork. We got to call them out. We went above and beyond because we wanted to create it like very immersive, very interactive with the community we're trying to build for our artist profile. This is what we're getting at. If your core audience is music producers and you're trying to connect with music producers, or if you're an artist, you're trying to focus on building a relationship with artists, then figure out how you're going to connect with them. What content is meaningful to them? Don't waste people's time or yours because now you're just trying to figure out, am I doing this for fun to stroke my ego? Or am, am I truly trying to figure this business thing out and get revenue coming in so I can sustain myself to do the thing that I actually love doing? Yeah. And I, I think that kind of really leads into the third point. You're out of alignment with your audience. This is what I call offer audience synergy is the secret to marketing is, I don't know if you've heard this before, but it's making the right offer at the right time to the right person. <laughs> yep, right? I've heard the rights. You could have an amazing offer, but you don't have the right audience. It's not going to sell. If you're doing all these production tutorials and you're only attracting other producers that are watching you for the techniques that you're doing, you're not going to sell anything to those producers because they're not looking to hire a producer, right? Yeah. So goes back to our, our little yeah. comment earlier. Dude, you're posting in their own group. <laughs> yeah. Are you really reaching the right people that you want to serve, mm -hmm. right? That's the flip side, too. You can have an okay offer. You might be okay as a producer. You might not be the best, but it will sell well if you're only attracting artists that are singer-songwriters. You're putting out content, helping singer-songwriters record their vocals at home. Okay, you have a great vocal. So what's next? Work with me and we'll take your song across the finish line. Right. So you're speaking to the right people there. You're more in alignment with the audience that you're trying to connect with as opposed mm -hmm. to putting generic things out there. Everybody's um, got a different know. superpower. Rick, for example, the superpower that he has is sound design. When he's putting out his offer to help as a full stack producer, his focus is going to be on crafting incredibly unique sounds that will help that artist stand out. They'll work with them. The earlier he can get involved with their production, whether it's the songwriting stage or not, he's going to help them craft totally unique sounds that will help them stand out in a really crowded market, right? Especially with EDM. It's crowded out there. <laughs> That's one particular example. I, I love that you brought that up because you could already have clients, right? You, you could have an existing client base, but you're struggling to, to bring this thing full scale. Maybe you're part-time doing this on the side. I, I want to get to the point where I can do this full time. I'm getting tons of responses, but everyone is just tire kicking. My conversion rate is horrible. Or I'm spending tons of money on ads, but I'm not getting the traffic to my lead magnets. They're not actually doing the download gate. I'm not actually getting the email to build my list. Maybe those are some of the most typical ones that we see out there. I kind of want to interject there because I feel like there's two things there. One thing is like you're not getting the response and goes back to the two issues you're not clear on. Your offer isn't very defined. The second one is maybe you're overwhelming your audience with too much info. But I think bringing back to number three of not being in line with your audience, I saw a post in a Facebook group. There was a 
a producer that was like, I get five clients a month and I'm trying to go full time. Like, how do I get more clients? And he's only charging like $200 a client. You're going to have to compete on volume. You're going to have to put out more ads. You're going to get more traffic to your offers, whether it's a lead magnet or something like that, but you're going to have to compete on volume. Whereas if you raise your prices, then you're not going to have to compete on volume. The the bigger problem you solve, the more you can charge. And I think there's like a disconnect there. Oh, I just need more clients. Maybe you just need to be charging more for your offers. So it's, and, and then the offer is in alignment with your audience. Somebody that's going to buy a $20 sample pack is a very different customer than somebody that's going to spend a couple thousand to get a completely unique sound design just specific for that artist. So that, that's the other uh, aspect of this. Yeah, I think it's really easy to look at those things, especially if we're talking about funnel building. I'm trying to design this funnel. Where are my stages? Where can I bring people into the funnel? And then where can they get off? Hopefully I have a stack of things that I can offer that hopefully generate revenue, but they can get off. They don't have to go all the way down to the bottom of the funnel for my top line offer. The problem is we tend to look at a lot of producers and see them pointing their finger at the same place. It's always external to them and they'll complain, but they don't really take a look at what's happening within. If you're going to blame the ad platform or blame social media, that's the problem, right? I think I dialed it in. I'm using all the right meta tags. I'm using all the right filters. I've dialed in my audience, but I'm still not getting that. I think it's just the Facebook. It's the way they advertise. The game is set up against me. If you can just self-reflect on your brand messaging, check in and be honest with yourself in trying to identify your ideal clients on a more intimate level, you'll uncover where your disconnect is happening. Just pause this for a second. Think about that in your head. If your offer is off, if you're out of alignment with where your audience is, who have you been attracting? And then go back to what have you been doing that's been attracting those people? Yeah, I also say maybe not getting clear on who you want to serve too, right? You can't serve everybody. You have to dial in on the type of artists, like what type of artists are you working with? Are you working with pop artists, even just pop artists? That's too broad to Mm -hmm. go down. Is it synth pop? Is it new wave? Is it a hybrid pop aspect or is it jazz? Are you working with jazz artists? Are you working with rap artists? Even that, like what kind of rap? Like It could even be the way you operate too. I know a lot of remote producers where the experience that they've tailored for working Mm -hmm. remotely is something that particular audience desires versus I need to work in person. We need to go to a studio. I need to be able to book out time. I need to dry hire. All those things need to be figured out. That's a totally different ballgame. But that could be your unique X factor that you're bringing. Whatever your differentiator is, you need to show the entire experience mm-hmm. to whoever your audience is to make sure you're connecting with exactly that ideal customer. Yeah, I think a lot of producers like maybe if I go too narrow in terms of my niche or the types of service that I offer, then I'm missing out on opportunities. It's no, if you go too broad, you're going to try to serve too many people and you're yep. going to end up serving nobody. So I think to, especially you know, too. I see that too. There's that visions of grandeur thing where, Mm -hmm. you know, I can see doing all these things, start at one specific niche, because until you can prove that you're good at one thing, it's going to be really hard for you to prove that you're good at multiple things. And we've talked about in the past with pivoting. There's nothing wrong with pivoting after you've reached a certain maturity level in a business. 
but you need to first show a proven track record of success. And you do that by building up this volume of work, the body of work, and you get clientele. Because I guarantee you in this industry, most of it's going to be reoccurring, meaning one client is coming back to you multiple times for work, could be recurring every set number of days or weeks or months or whatever, or it could be once every project, once they're ready to move forward with that project. But it's never going to be completely entirely all new customers all the time, unless you're talking about products like sample packs or preset libraries. The only way that you're going to continue to, to grow your sales is to sell to new people. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we, we close this out? You have to get clear on who you serve, how you serve them, and the result that you create for your clients. The second issue why your offers aren't selling is you're overwhelming your audience with too much information. And then your offers are out of alignment with that audience. Like right. maybe the artists that you're trying to attract aren't looking for that specific service that you offer, right? That's the other aspect. Those three things, I think, are what is really the symptoms that you're experiencing. Like, I'm not getting clients. Maybe go back to those three things and really sit with that and decide, is my offer like clearly defined? Am I doing too much explaining rather than presenting myself as a solution yep. to a specific problem that you're solving for an artist? And then number three is maybe I'm not speaking to the right type of artist. Maybe they... Or maybe, you know, maybe you're not listening to what your audience is telling you. I see that all the time with music producers where they'll hit a wall with what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish and where they want to go. And they're not even paying attention to the audience they've already grown. They're telling you what they want. You need to actually pay attention. They're giving away exactly what they're willing to pay for. They're telling you, I will pay for this. So where right. do you and meet that, them where they're at? Yeah. The other way to think of this is I think a lot of the instinct for us as producers is we want to sell them what they need, not mm -hmm. what they want. They want the song to sound like... Ed Sheeran or like a top 40, right? <laughs> but you listen to it, they need a new hook, right? Yeah. The hook is just not there. It's just not the type of hook that's going to be in the top 40. They need a new hook, but the artist doesn't know that's what they need. They want a great song, right? So you're going to give them what they want, not what they need, right? Yeah. You need to find a way to thing. communicate that yeah. to them. Yeah. And this brings me to the potential solutions. With all of these things that we've talked about today, I think the best thing moving forward, revisit your content, your emails, your social posts, your ads, your YouTube videos, everything. If you haven't already, start recording your Zoom sales conference calls, your discovery calls, whatever. Save and organize your email conversations with your leads. I do this. Next, do a post-game performance review for, of yourself, just like professional sports teams do. Audit how you are engaging with your clients as if you were reviewing a competitor's business. Pretend that your work is not yours, but just some anonymous person. The point of this is to help you reflect on your communication and messaging without bias. The biggest benefit is to really try to pay attention to the responses that you're getting from your leads or maybe even your clients. This can even be helpful if you have existing sales and existing clients to make sure that you're not mistreating the ones that you do have, because this can make or break how you continue to grow. If you're plateauing, the only way forward is to start looking at what you're doing in your business and see how you can improve. 
being willing to improve, that's the hardest hurdle to get over because a lot of time we get defensive. This is very personal to us. This is something we're very passionate about and we have a way of doing things. But I think a lot of us get stuck in the, I need to make music mode versus, okay, let me think about how I can actually bring this service to other people. It's starting to think like a business that's very hard for a lot of producers to switch that gear. But if you can apply the same level of creativity to your business that you are doing with the music, the sky's the limit. Getting third-party feedback from your marketing materials or messaging, that's why the roundtable is especially helpful for this. Like our mastermind group meets up weekly now to help uh, each other with the most urgent challenges or struggles that our producers are facing in their business right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a lot to unpack Mm. in terms of what we're talking about. But really, if you want to boil it down to one thing, I would say it's going back to selling what they want and giving them what they need. need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's where you're going to get the synergy and the growth in your business is like you you sell them what they want, Mm -hmm. but you're actually giving them what they need. If you give them what they need, they're going to get the end result that they're after. And then they're going to refer you to other uh, artists. And it's just a snowball effect from there. Yep. And also, we do have an episode on what masterminds are and why they're so crucial to long-term success and growth for entrepreneurs. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. But I think that pretty much covered it today. Man, we we covered quite a bit. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty intense. I think that's the most efficient podcast we've had so far. (laughs) Awesome. I think you hit the nail on the head there. It is a lot to digest, but run with the three things that we provided today. And if you're looking for that more personalized help and how do you apply this specifically to your business, then I I encourage you to head over to musicproducersalliance.com forward slash join and consider becoming part of our mastermind community where this is what we do day in day out we help producers really fine-tune their offers and present themselves and help them elevate their brands online so that they can get those consistent and high-paying projects with better artists that's what we all want to grow our businesses and work with better clients we want to make a difference with the music that we produce we want you to succeed and your success is our success we once you become part of our community, head over to musicproducersalliance.com forward slash join. And we can't wait to see you inside the community.